Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we messed up. We forgot a couple of people's questions for our mailbag episode last week. We did. Yeah. But, you know, we answered most people's questions, so. We did. There was just a couple (laughs) extenuating circumstances, and, you know, these things happen. It's an unfortunate part of life, but you know what? We are... We are loving, caring individuals, and we are going to make up for it. And we're going to answer their questions right now to kick off this episode. Does that sound good to you? Yep. All right. Well, to start off, the first question that we actually received, and the reason why we did not answer it was because it was a couple of days before we had ended up recording. But friend of the show, Matt Scott, MT Scott 2 he tweeted us and asked, what's your ideal D pairings for next year? So it's tough to answer this because of the fact that we don't know if there's going to be any offseason acquisitions, but we can't answer it given guys who are currently in the system and on the team right now. So looking at the six guys who I think will be in the top six next year, you obviously are going to have Darlene. You'll have Yoki Haru, Bryson. Power will be on the team next year. So there's four. Then things start to get a little bit interesting because you have guys like Robert Hag and Mark Pesek, who we don't know. I'm going to say that they're going to bring back Mark Pesek. I think Colin Miller will end up getting traded. So he will be gone probably at the deadline. Hag, I don't think will be here. So that puts you at five. And then you have the young guys. You have Samuelson. Potentially Ryan Johnson's in the mix. Who else am I forgetting here, Taylor? Is I mean, is La- Laxanen? Oh, yeah. Laxanen is a possibility as well. But Maybe I they bring say... back Matt Irwin. <laughs> Jesus. Analytics darling. Uh, did you say Bryson, by the way? I did say Bryson, yeah. Okay. So I would say my six then. I-, I throw Samuelson at the end of that. I think that he'll probably break through next year. So you would be looking at Darlene, Yoki Haru, Power, Bryson, Pesic, and Samuelson as your top six. Maybe then you make a move for somebody that ends up being the seventh. I don't think that they would have Ryan Johnson be the seventh defenseman. I think that if they're going to sign him, which they probably should have for this year, they'll have him play in Rochester just so he could be getting a ton of minutes and get acclimated to playing professional hockey. Uh, but that's where I'm at. I don't know. What, how does that sound to you? I mean, that sounds good to me. I've, I'm, I'm a fan of especially bringing back Pesic. 
uh, steady hand for Dowling to play with, or maybe even power. Who knows? There's like you mentioned, there's a couple young guys and Pezik's the perfect kind of guy that won't cost too much. Won't expect to play, you know, first line minutes doesn't, doesn't need any of that, but he will do the dirty work. He could kill penalties and he uh, will be, would be a good steady guiding hand for any one of those young guys to play with. Obviously power will be here. So I'm excited for that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm also fine with not seeing Hag, Butcher, or Miller next year. None of them have been too bad, but Hag, you know, he's replaceable. He really, I mean, if you could get something at the deadline for any of those guys, do it. You won't get anything for Butcher. Uh, so whatever. And plus, isn't Butcher, um, he's a, he's a pending UFA, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, whatever. He'll be gone after the year. Maybe. I don't know if he's an NHL guy after this. Maybe he's on a two-way deal somewhere. It's fair yeah i mean who knows but yeah uh hag and miller fine with having those guys and i like the way your lineup is set i mean who knows if we're really going to see ryan johnson next year i heard he's busy there's two more knives out movies coming out so two more yeah come on i thought there was only the one well one is coming out next year on netflix and then there's one that he has already agreed to Wow, I didn't even realize. I thought that I only knew there was the one because it seems like they got literally every celebrity imaginable. <laughs> yeah. Here. Well, the other one's not in production yet. He just has agreed to it. Uh, yeah, but he's not doing Star Wars. So maybe he does have some time to play for the Sabres next year. He could. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with that. By the way, so Colin Miller is hurt now. I don't know if we know that he's actually out for a while, but yeah. Uh, did, you, did you see the Lucic hit on him? I had another Miller. So when did that happen in the game, Taylor? Uh, I think it was the third period. I had changed the channel. But I, I had definitely hit. turned the game off after two. So that's why I was like, I didn't remember a, seeing him get hurt, but that would. It was a stinker. Fun. It was a dirty hit. Yeah, it's 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 not like the most dirty hit I've ever seen. Lucci, uh, shocking. I know, but it's not as bad as this hit on Ryan Miller. But it was, you know, it's the kind of play that it's like, what what is the point of this being here? Why is this in? What it didn't need to happen. It's just no. violence for the sake of violence. But I, I really, Lucic sh- shouldn't be in the NHL. Doesn't have a place in the NHL, in Sox. my opinion. And he's washed up. So, anyway. Agreed. Uh, so Agreed. We, um, uh, we had uh, also got a question. This We didn't miss this one. Uh, my friend Kelly forgot to send a question. And she asked who the best fictional hockey player of all time is. Do you have any thoughts on this? I was thinking it's it's interesting because in the in the realm of fiction, a lot of hockey movies are youth movies, like the the Mighty Ducks movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like, uh, well, who do you think is the best player in the Mighty Ducks universe? Probably Adam Banks. Yeah, Cake Eater. Yeah, I mean him. Or you could, I mean, hey, Prime Gordon Bombay, man. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah. That's also fair, too. You got to keep that in mind. I mean, if you want me to be honest, I think we all know that the obvious answer is great friend of the podcast, Jack the Chimp, who was in, of course, the family-friendly, and I believe it was an Oscar winner, um, MVP Most Valuable Primate. Yeah, best cinematography. I think it, yeah, best cinematography and best picture. Same year. Pretty remarkable cutting-edge stuff and a hell of a hockey player at that. Yeah, I young blood, some Rob Lowe. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. He's gonna so, wear NFL or NHL logo hats now instead of Sabres hats like Rob Lowe. <laughs> so my my mighty ducks person I was thinking that's underrated is Julie the Cat Gaffney. Oh. And I think if you ever really want to criticize Gordon Bombay as a coach, you would criticize him playing Goldberg over her 
throughout pretty much the entirety of the the junior goodwill games in D2. Certainly. I mean, she was uh what a three-time state champion. Goldberg could barely play. Just got destroyed by the Icelandic team and then plays him again. Are you kidding me? It only puts her in for like so she basically gets in both times they play Iceland. Um one is to make one save, I think, on the yep. shootout. That glove save. Yep. And then the other one is basically she comes out and then punches a guy in the stomach and then Love gets that. kicked out. Yeah, that really didn't make sense, you know, again, because uh, of the big kind of elephant in the room that Goldberg was fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you shut out Trinidad and Tobago. They probably didn't even have a shot. Yeah, it was. Oh, of course. And you had a stacked yeah. team, too. And, and still. Ridiculous. I also like that they don't show them beating Canada. That's the only game they don't show just like kind of paper right over there oh yeah we beat canada by the way <laughs> not important no, no they just anybody have would be invested in that iceland a country of like one and a half million people play as kind of a stand-in for the soviet union because the soviet union had collapsed by then mm-hmm. so for some reason they had iceland be the stand-in for them Gunnar stall like, man yeah for some reason canada doesn't matter are people in iceland do they have names like Gunnar stall perhaps they do hmm they Who's could the other- Who's the other guy that's um, good on Team Iceland? The only other guy whose name we know. Oh, man. I don't even know, Taylor. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a bit, honestly, D2, which I probably should watch again. It's I think D2 is probably the best of the three. I agree. The first one is a little... Uh, it, it takes a while to get its bearings. Yeah. But anyway, my answer is Xavier Laflem mm-hmm. from the Goon movies. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, He's a little guy, but very, very skilled. Uh, Translate you know, well into today's NHL. He would, yeah. Uh, in in the fake Jay Baruchel NHL world of Goon, he was too small and uh, kept getting hit. But he obviously was very skilled, very silky hands. Kind of, uh, let's say, some character issues off the ice. A little bit. But, but he figured it out, and he became a good guy. Uh, really helped by Doug Glatt, who, honestly, Doug Glatt, I was thinking about this yesterday, reminds me a lot of Josh Allen go on just like a you know he's a nice uh kind of humble uh like a positive guy not too much going on upstairs <laughs> but he's very good at what he does for Josh Allen that's playing quarterback and for Doug that's beating people up okay but he seems like a very you know he's just a, he's a positive person to be around like even in the beginning in the first goon movie Doug like apologizes to guy when he throws him out of the bar and he has to beat him up and he's like oh hey sorry about this but i imagine josh allen might say sorry to someone like when he's after he throws a 40-yard touchdown on him like hey i wish we could both win but i'm gonna win you know wow but anyway yeah xavier laflem really cool guy really really good hockey player and i guess another great hockey player in that universe would be anders kane but do we want to give that much credit to anders kane he was kind of a dirty player i don't think we do i don't yeah Great actor, though. Mm. Wyatt, Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. really stands out. <laughs> I don't know why he was in that movie, but in the Goon universe, he's really way too good of an actor to be in that in that yeah. Goon, too. Mm-hmm. He's acting alongside Sean Williams. Actually, Leif Schreiber's in that, too. Also, probably overqualified to be in. Interesting. Yeah. yeah direct what, a streaming movie. Unbelievable casting choices in that. Wow. I, I guess I never thought about that. Yeah. Ellison Pills in it too, actually. Ellison Pills a very good actress. Wow. All right. Well, see, there you go. You got a Jared has some uh, he has some pull. And then of course Sean William Scott. 
So. Oh yeah, the reason why everybody gets in those movies. Exactly. They exactly. can act alongside that acting powerhouse, Sean William Scott. That's right. Yeah, I think the most unrealistic part of the first goon is they expect you to believe Sean William Scott beat Lee Schreiber in a fight. Yeah, it's going to be a no from me. I don't. I do not believe that. No. Yeah, but another question we got asked, this is not really the mailbag, but uh, Nick Geary uh, asked on Twitter if the Sabres got the dog Rick. I don't know if we've talked about the Sabres team dog Rick yet. Uh, if they if they got him like to kind of distract, to take, so, so their social media would be Rick-based and not you know, just getting ripped constantly for the Eichel trade and everything else that went down with Eichel. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I, I wouldn't be surprised by it. I don't know. I, I don't know. People want them to get a team dog for a while. So I guess it would make sense for them to do it at that specific time, but I don't know. Maybe it's not that deep. Maybe we're just depressed. Yeah. I mean, I think it is good, like, let's say PR strategy to have a team dog. So people talk about that and not, yeah, not the, uh, the team of dogs that they put out there every night, folks, <laughs> but I'll be here. I'll yeah. Be. I like Rick. Rick is very cool. I saw he met his namesake, uh, Rick Jenneret, or maybe that's the other way around. I might have screwed that up. Uh, but anyway, him and Rick Jenneret met, it looks like uh, Jenneret took him for a nice little walk. I did see and, that. Uh, he yeah. also tried to poop in the, uh, training room which i thought was cool as he should honestly he's got to mark generate that is. yeah of course no i regenerate has to mark his territory i understand yeah completely. <laughs> i gotta say i initially did not love that rick ended up being his name i was hoping that they do something a little bit more fun but you know i understand obviously why they did i get it that was actually one of the funny things too is that i feel like i saw like a handful of people who had tweeted out that like, oh, I wish they would have like did something else or they came up, they were saying like all these punny names and they'd have people who would seriously be in the mentions being like, oh, well, the dog was named after Rick, after Rick Jenneret. Like, obviously, yeah. dude, like, oh, oh my God. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I initially didn't love it at first. And then I saw the pictures and videos of Rick Jenneret and Rick together. And I was like, okay, I think this can, this can work. So yeah. I've warmed up to it since since seeing those cute pictures and videos. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to have a nice little nice little guy around because you know this season it's been surprising that it's gone pretty decent so far. But you know the Monday's game was it Monday or Tuesday they played the Flames? Uh, uh, you know that was what, was that Thursday? Thursday track of time. It's because we're recording on a Saturday. We usually don't do this. But yeah, the uh, the game against the Flames. Did not go great. Uh, five nothing loss. They got dominated. Andrew Mangiapane, if that's how you say his name, mm-hmm. uh, spanked them, embarrassed them. Uh, the Flames are a lot of things. They're not usually a team that puts up five goals though in no. a game, and they did it, it with relative ease. They kind of could take their their foot off the brake for the third period, and you know, I mean, that that's just there might be more games like that. Uh, unfortunately. Tokarski, I love what he's done so far. He's been awesome, but like he's been in the AHL for his entire career for a reason. Hopefully Anderson's back yeah, at some point. Yeah, but it point. wasn't even like they're his fault. Like, you know what? It wasn't his fault. No, the defense just got worked right over and over again. I think Matthew Kachuk was really upset that he didn't end up getting traded to the Sabres, and that's what fueled their victory. This yeah, is the uh, analysis the people need. Okay, Matthew Kachuk 
did want to be a Buffalo Sabre and he just was really upset. And so he's like, you know what? I got to show these people what they're missing out on. Yeah. Your thoughts. Um, I think he's probably fine in Calgary. <laughs> Isn't the whole thing that him and Brady want to meet up in St. Louis. I have heard that before. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, on a serious note. Yeah, it was bad. Like, I, like I said, I only made it through two periods. I'm sure probably most people listening also were similar where it was, it was just so embarrassing. I mean, uh, in every facet of the game, they just were inadequate compared to Calgary and they just completely outplayed them. I mean, don't get me wrong. Calgary obviously has far more talent than the Sabres team does, but I mean, regardless of that, it, it was just an embarrassing effort. We are seeing increasingly more and more what this team is. They, we know, you know, we've said that their hot start, it wasn't sustainable. It's starting to catch up with them now. I mean, their goaltending still, like we said, is what's really been able to kind of keep them afloat and keep them competitive in games. And when it doesn't, and when the stars aren't aligning for Dustin Tokarski to take over games, this is what happens. Yeah, it's uh, that's unfortunate. But you know what's not unfortunate? Tell me. DraftKings. Folks, the NHL season's underway, and don't we know it? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what do you got to do? You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER all right and we're back we're back folks so we got a busy week coming up we do as we had talked about actually at the end of our last episode we have starting uh well beginning we're recording this episode too just so everybody knows uh on saturday ahead of sunday's game against the rangers but five games in seven days for the sabers kicking off on Sunday with their tilt against the Rangers. What are you looking for out of the team this coming week, Taylor? And what would you feel happy about in terms of points coming out of these games? Well, I mean, I think this partly depends on like, are we going to see Craig Anderson? Fair. That's that's not clear yet. Obviously they've been very uh, tight lipped about how they're dealing with these injuries. We still now it seems like we're going to see Yoki Haru before we see Middlestat. That's not how it was supposed to go down. Nope. But anyway, yeah. I right, so, so tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, they'll already have played the Rangers. Uh, so I I want to beat the Rangers. I think they're frauds. And then, yeah, Jackets, Bruins, Canadian. This is not a good stretch. I mean, the Bruins are pretty good. The Red Wings are not bad. The Red Wings are much improved, but they're not very good either. And the Kraken are uh, not good at all. Philip Grubauer no. has the worst save percentage in the NHL. Not good for my fantasy team. No, I, I thought he was going to be fine. 
so yeah, the Canadians stink. The Blue Jackets are mediocre, even though they're nine and five. That's not bad, but they're not good. Brad Larson and the boys. So you know what? I'd like to see six points out of this at least. However, I don't know how much faith to have if it's going to be Tokarski and Dell. The thing is, and I like how Tokarski's played, but okay, so they're playing all these games in such a short time. Uh, I believe that's six games in nine days starting Sunday. So, so we're going to have to see Aaron, or excuse me, Dell CEO, Michael Dell, because you're not going to have Tokarski play, let's say Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Like you're not going to, you're not going to do that. Cause then they play again Monday. So you're going to see if Anderson's not healthy, you're going to see Dell twice probably in here, which I don't love. I don't love it as a, as a concept. It's a, not good. It's he. Uh, I think the the Leafs game uh, was pretty good evidence that he's not an NHL goalie. And uh, I mean, I'm sure he's been fine in the AHL, and now our, our good friend UPL is finally showing something too. So that's good. Yeah, had a nice shutout the other day, which was great. Uh, I actually see too that the Amherst were starting with Jack Quinn at center again today, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes for their game. Uh, who the heck are they even playing? Against Utica. So, yeah, I I mean, I think that's definitely like a fair projection. I think six points would definitely be solid. Again, you know, we'll see what happens with Anderson, but I, it's still killing me. Like, I, it's great that Yoki Haru is going to be back, but what is going on with Middlestat? I mean, I feel like we still, you know, we had Granado come out on WGR and apologize and, and give the whole spiel or whatever, but it really still didn't give us any clarity on where these guys are at. And Middlestat being healthy right now is really important. So I still want those answers or those questions answered because we need this guy back in the lineup to just see what he is. And I mean, that's the case with all of these young guys. It's pivotal that they're even just getting minutes in the first place. And so when we're getting screwed around with when it comes to one of these key players with their injury status, I mean, they need to be better than that. They need to be more transparent. I mean, really, I'll be looking to see. I need some consistent 60-minute performances out of Rasmus Dahlin this week. You know, we had talked about on our last episode, not the Calgary game. Who did they play before Calgary? No, they played Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 yeah. we had talked about it, where Dahlin ended up playing a decent enough first 40 minutes, looked pretty good, and then it just completely all fell apart in the last 20. And so I would really like to start to see him put together some consistent performances where it's not a period of him skating around looking like he's got his head cut off. So, and and maybe some points too. I would also like to see some more production from him as well. Uh, That's my main thing. And then of course, you know, keeping an eye on Tage and seeing if he's going to be able to continue playing at the pace that he's playing at and scoring. I I really want to see Rooster line and moved up the lineup too. That was another thing that just in watching these past couple of games, I would really like to see him and Cousins getting more minutes together at five on five. I know that they're in a tough spot right now with Middlestep being out and them having the center depth and they've been using him as the de facto fourth line center here, but put him on the wing, play him with Cousins, put the guy in in an opportunity to succeed and to score. Uh, You know, those guys seemed like they were able to make each other tick and, and play off of each other very well towards the end of last year. And I'm curious to see if there's something a little bit more there, especially now considering how good Cousins has been playing lately, because that has been particularly notable of late for the Sabres, which has been a really, really encouraging sign. 
Yeah, back to the uh, injury thing real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised the NHL is going to ke- keep letting teams do this, be as vague as they are, if they're going to uh, make gambling an important part of their strategy for the next decade plus. Because the NFL, as we all know, is militant about you You tell us if a guy is questionable or probably whatever. I forgot what the destination no is. Questionable. Yeah. yeah, probable is not anything anymore. So it's questionable or doubtful uh, and or out. They're, they're basically like you tell us and you have to you have to give a, a clear timeline you have to say what the injury is all this stuff meanwhile in in the NHL they can just say oh it's this half of his body and I don't know when you're gonna see him he's Middlestack got hurt a month ago yep. it's been a more than a month and we were told it was gonna be quick I mean Yoki Haru they were a little bit more vague about it. and now it looks like he's gonna come back before Middlestack on the other hand the, the other thing I don't like about this is it reminds me of one of the big reasons Bill Walton left the, the trailblazers in the late seventies. So he, as you might know, had a lot of injury problems, but he, he had an injury that was definitely going to keep him out for the year. It was a foot injury and the team knew that, but they kind of put it out as, Hey, he's day to day. Just so fans would not um, like freak out and give up on the season. So they would keep buying tickets basically. And when people bought tickets, they, um, they kind of thought that he was going to be there and they had no, excuse me one second. <coughs> Sorry about that. Throat's a little dry. They had no reason to believe that he, his injury was always going to cost him a year. So it turned fans against him. They thought he was being soft or whatever, or milking it. And that basically turned him again against the front office. And he demanded a trade. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's definitely fair to be upset about it. I, I think from our perspective, I mean, I would like to know from the player's perspective too. I can't imagine that they, they're particularly happy, but I mean, of course, granted that also comes with the caveat that they're probably getting a little bit more in-depth diagnoses than what we're hearing just on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's completely fair. And I think it's something that we need to kind of continue to, to monitor and keep track of and people need to continue to ask them about it. it it's, especially when we're talking about these younger guys again, where get them getting minutes at this stage of the game is paramount. And, uh, you know, of course we can't say all of this without our, a little bit of personal bias being involved that just as fans, you know, we want to know what's going on and be in the loop a little bit more. That's natural, but even still, you know, taking that out of the equation for them as an organization, they need to do a better job of doing that and reporting that. So we'll see what happens. And, you know, we'll see when the next injuries start rolling around, if the team will be a little bit clearer in terms of their initial reporting on that, since they again had to, you know, put Granado out there to, to address this, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. Hopefully we'll get something more on middle stats soon and get an idea of he's going to be able to get back into the lineup because, you know, we're already going to be getting into December soon. Alex Tuck hopefully will be back in about a like month and a half, two months or so, probably more like a yeah, month and a half uh, more accurately. So, you know, it, it, exciting stuff's going to be coming soon. These guys will start coming back in the lineup soon enough. And at least that gives us a little something extra to, to hang on to in the meantime. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Not in, really. You know? <clears throat> um, no, go bills. Go bills. Indeed. Good stuff.
what's your prediction so that we can have people listen to this after the fact and see how right or wrong we are? I'd say 27-14 Bills. I think they give Carson Wentz a hard time. I like that. I'll go I'll go 24-14. It's going to 24-14. I think it'll be a little bit closer than we'd like. Yeah. All right, that works. We'll I mean, see hey, what big, happens. big sports day tomorrow. We got get the Bills, we got the Sabres, and we got the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. So, huge day. And the Tottenham Hotspur. They better not, you know, ruin the day by starting it with uh with uh bad vibes so are the savers bills and bonnies all locks for you then it's tottenham is the one that we're not sure on yeah so i think i'm pretty sure they're playing at nine because all these games are at different times too nine one six and seven thirty so let me look to make sure real quick that i'm right not just not telling tales out of school as they say yeah they play leads oh no it's at 11 30 so i was wrong okay so Let's not start the day off with bad vibes, lads. Let's let's get a win over Leeds. I would say 1-0. Bills, 27-14, like I said. Sabres, 3-2 win over the Rangers. And then a Bonnie's 72-68 win over Marquette. Let's okay. That. That's my predictions for the day. You're hoping to have a real good day tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, fear is a mind killer. So. Wow. Really inspiring stuff for <laughs> 7.50 on a Saturday night. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good, good episode. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on their respective websites, along with on any social media platforms that you're using and the streaming service of your choice. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on whatever you're listening to us on and following us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Straight up sabers and on twitter at straight sabers we'll be back with a brand new episode on thursday but we hope you all have a great start to your week and we'll talk to you soon 